2: 18 plus. Oh, oh, oh.
0: The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coats present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with There's a Great Day Coming Mañana. in the very sound of the name New Year's Eve. I wish I could see into the homes of our many listener friends tonight. In my mind, I can picture gay, lighted rooms, friends laughing merrily, music and dancing. I can see floors that are gleaming with a beautiful wax polish that say to all the world, there's a good housekeeper in this home. I can see tabletops richly polished with genuine Johnson's wax, windowsills, woodwork, and many other objects protected and beautified with this famous 50-year-old wax polish. And it makes me feel very glad to see these beautiful Johnson wax surfaces because I know how much work will be saved every month during 1941. Because waxed floors, furniture, and woodwork are so much easier to keep clean. And so, here's to 1941. May it be a gleaming, happy, prosperous year for you. this time of year, the Chinese have a wonderful custom. They pay up all their debts before the old year ends. Our two residents of 79 West Vista aren't Chinese, but they've adopted this old oriental custom. And here, just as they settle up for the last of their bills, we find Bibber mcgee and Molly. Clear now, eh, bud? Ah,
3: dear. No more bills hanging over.
0: Not a single one, folks, except this one. When you sign this paper, your debts are refinanced for another year. There you are, Bud. Ah, ain't this wonderful, Molly?
3: All our eggs in one basket. Mm, Something tells me we're paying more for the basket than we did for the
0: eggs. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you'll find this a great convenience. For instance. Take this item for $500 for a radio phonograph you purchased at the Buns on the Ton- no, department. No, 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 no. Please, <laughs> Let's not talk about that.
2: That's
0: water over the,
3: uh, over the obstruction, as we say on the radio.
2: <laughs>
3: well, we're all set now?
0: Yes, indeed, Mr. McGee. Now that we have a chapel mortgage on your home, your car, your life insurance, and your furniture, you have nothing more to worry about.
3: Well, we'll try and make the payments promptly,
0: sir. Oh, I'm sure you will. But any time you don't, you'll find me right at your door.
3: <laughs> right at our door, eh? <laughs> well, we'll be seeing you, Mister, uh, Mister Wolfe. Good day. <laughs> Ah, my, my. Isn't it nice to just one big whopping sum of money instead of a mere flock of big bills? Wonderful. I feel like I was walking on air. So it could be that I need a new pair of shoes. (laughs) These soles are so thin I could stand on a phonograph record and tell you whether it was Jimmy Dorsey or Tommy Dorsey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we can squeeze enough out of the budget to get you a new pair. Oh, dear. What's the matter? Here comes Mrs. Uppington. Uh-oh. Get a load of that new fur coat. Yeah. I'll bet them little minks sometimes wonder why they ever get married and have children. (laughs) Say, if that's mink, there's many a magician that's pulled a fortune out of a silk hat. She's... Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mrs. McGee? Hi, Effie. Oh, how fortunate that I've earned you. I'm giving a party New Year's night. Oh, uh, that's tomorrow night, you know. And I want you both to come. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Uppington. Is it a costume party? Uh, I imagine you would consider it so, Mrs. McGee. It's formal. (laughs) Oh, I don't know, Mrs. Uppington. we get around a bit? And I have a new strapless evening gown I haven't even had on yet. It ain't have you had it on, Molly. It's can you keep it on? (laughs) you better fill your compact with glue before we go any further. Hush, hush, dearie, hush. Okay, I'll keep it. Say, incidentally, you'd better get your tuxedo press. <gasps> oh, oh, please, Mrs. McGee. Not his tuxedo. White tie, you know. Oh, that's for me, Uppy. Nothing snappier than a dark blue shirt with a white tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mrs. McGee, you are so amusing. <laughs> well, what's so amusing about a blue shirt and a white tie? Oh, 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 I get it. Huh? McGee, huh? she thinks you're forgetting your trousers. Oh, oh.
2: <laughs> oh Abigail, you slay Oh,
3: but you will come, won't you? And do bring dear Uncle Dennis. Otherwise, we shall have 13. Oh, Uncle Dennis would love it. He'll be there with bells on. Bells on? Oh. Yeah. He jingles quicker that way. <laughs> McGee. She never knows. Oh, Dennis is such an interesting man and so very handsome. Tell me, is it true that he was once a model for color ads? Yes, it is, Mrs. Eppy. Mm. Quite true. Yeah, he modeled for collar ads till the automobile came into style and ruined the harness market.
2: <laughs>
3: Don't let him give you that malarkey, Uppy. He never posed for ads. That was me. You? <laughs> what ads did you ever pose for, dearie? Why, when I was a mere child. A chubby little rosy. Uh, I used to pose for calendars. Remember that one of the little kid that had just been pulled out of the water by the big St. Bernard (laughs) dog? Oh, yes, yes, that was always one of my favorites. So you posed for that, Mr. McGee. (laughs) Yep. That was me. Oh, how interesting. And who posed as the child? Oh, but never mind. for the child. The old moose thinks that I'm going to stand for him. Say, McGee, huh? me Uncle Dennis will be pleased to hear he's invited. He doesn't go around much. His head does. And say, speaking of Uncle Dennis, what's that laying there in the gutter? What? Where? Oh, that's just an old piece hey, of... Hey, look! A gold watch! Somebody must have lost it. Oh, it's a beautiful one, too. Hardly any thickness to it. I can carry that to Huffington's party. I expect to have a pretty thin time over there. (laughs) Boy, this is my lucky day. I can use a good watch like this. Oh, no, you can't. Huh? You'll find the owner and give it back. Don't forget, you're the president of the Chamber of Commerce. You can't go around stealing watches. Well, let's have it appraised. It's worth a lot of dough. I can resign as president of the Chamber and... uh, Don't talk like that. We're going to advertise for the owner of this watch. Now, here's the Whistler, Vista Gazette office right here. Come on in, Mr. Over here, Molly. Hey, Bud, you the lost and found ad taker? Yes, sir. Are you lost? No, I ain't. Oh, you were found, yes. Did you find him, lady? Well, the law reads that you can keep them for 30 days, and then if nobody wants them, then why should they? Why, you can keep them. That is... Ah, oh, for little... goodness sakes, keep quiet. We want to insert an ad about a watch.
4: Oh, good gravy, another watch. All I hear from morning tonight is watches and dogs, dogs and watches. Dogs, 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 watches, watches, watches. Why doesn't anybody ever lose a waffle lion
3: or a bird cage? <laughs> you, uh, you ain't mad at us because we come in here, are you, Bob? No, of course not. It's just the monotony of it all that gets me sometimes. Uh, do you want me to help you make out your ad? Are you an expert? Am I? Well, I see this gold star on my lapel. I won that. What for? For abbreviating ads. I can compress an advertisement into such a few words that it's absolutely meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, we want this to mean something. We want to do the right thing. Well, sometimes the right thing is the wrong thing, madam. Do you know what happened to me when I was a little boy? I found $1,000 in a wallet, and I returned it to the rightful owner. He gave you a reward, but... He gave me a slap in the ear for walking across his lawn. That's why I say keep the watch. No you'll ever know the... I'll hear no more of this insidious talk. (laughs) Now, you make out an ad for us, please. Something like this. Found watch at corner 14th and Oak Street. Well, you don't need the word street. just say 14th and Oak. Oh, that's right. We don't. Found watch at the corner of 14th and Oak. You don't need corner either. Everybody knows 14th and Oak is an intersection. Well, that's true. Well, then say. Found. Watch at 14th and Oak. Owner can have. May have. Owner may have. Recover. Owner may recover. Yes, no, no, that's not good. Sounds like it's has been sick. Dad, Ratted Bud. Quit button in, will you? Well, I'm just trying to help. That's what I'm here for. Well, I was beginning to wonder. Now put this down. Found. Watch at 14th and Oak. Owner may have by describing and paying for this ad. How's that? Well, it won't take the P. You'll a surprised the literature. <laughs> However, you're paying for it. Do you want a box? Yes, I do, bud. Take off your glasses and No, I'll... no. <laughs> no, sir, sure. I mean a box number. Or do you want your name and address on the ad? Well, just say, call or phone, Silver McGee, 79, whistle Vista. Now, how much do we owe you? A dollar ninety-five. Here you are, bud. A dollar ninety-five.
4: Oh, gee, thanks. Hey, chief! I just took in a dollar ninety-five. A dollar ninety-five. Yes, wonderful.
3: You sit down and relax, Molly. I imagine the calls will start coming in any time now. See, I, I hope nobody shows up to claim this watch, though. I see it's beautiful, isn't it? Dear? Not only beautiful; it's smart, most intelligent watch I ever saw. Intelligent? Yeah. Look, it's got Arabic numerals, a Swiss movement, and keeps time in English. Ah. <laughs> Come in. Uh, Peter McGee live here. I'm Trevor McGee, Bud. Well, oh, I came to claim the watch I lost. Can you identify it in any way? Oh, yes, I can. It has my name on it. What is That's your name, Bud? Hamilton Boulevard Waltham of Elgin, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sorry, sir. This is a long genie with a light brown hairspring. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is that watch keep pretty good time, dearie? It hurts me. According to that clock on the dining room wall, it's pretty fast. Well, that isn't a clock. That's a barometer. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I thought half past cloudy was a little vague. <laughs>
0: Hey, oh, well. hey, Fibber Molly! Did you find the watch? Yes, we did, Mister Wilcox. Now don't tell me, Harlow. That look, you... did you find it at Fourteenth and Oak Street? Yes, we did, but But why? Did you find it about eleven o'clock this morning? Yeah, but you will have to. Well, look, just before eleven o'clock, I jumped a puddle at the corner of Fourteenth and Oak. Yeah, I was in a hurry, see. Yeah. Because yeah. I was giving a demonstration of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat at one of our dealers.
3: Oh, you mean you think
5: this watch Well, fell out. So look,
0: I dashed over to this dealer's store to show them how glow coat is so quick and easy to use and requires no rubbing or buffing and tries to a mirror-like polish in twenty minutes or less. So I was really hurrying, you see. Uh, look, Harlow, as the cannibal said when he tasted the soup, you're a fine broth of a boy.
2: <laughs> but
0: if you want this watch, you've got to describe it to her. Oh, the watch isn't mine. I had mine at the demonstration because I remember I noticed that the glow coat dried to a grand hard polish in exactly 18 minutes and 12 seconds. And they ordered three carloads. So it just goes to show how useful a good watch can be. So I hope you can keep it. Well, so long now. <laughs>
3: Someday we're going to be in a situation where Harlow can't tie up a sales stop with it. I wonder what he'll do then. I know what he'll do. <laughs> he'll be so mortified he'll lay down and bang his head on the floor. Only it won't hurt the floor because he'll see that it's been protected with a beautiful coat of Johnson. <laughs> well, I hope this isn't somebody else that hasn't lost the watch. Come in. Oh, hi, bud. I suppose you can... Commi- hey, Ain't I seen you somewhere before? Mm, quite possible. I came in to claim the watch you found at Fourteenth and Oak Street this morning. Can you describe this watch? Oh, certainly. It's a gold watch. Arabic numerals and a second hand. No fobber chain, round stem, seventeen jewels, Swiss movement. So shoot the gruin to me, Bruin. I'd <laughs> rather. Right, I'm afraid you're right, but. I'll just make out a receipt. Wait here. a minute. Hold on, McGee. I know this man. Huh? He's the man at the Gazette office who took our want ad this morning. What? We showed him the watch then. Don't you remember? Oh, well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. But I always say, now let us see. Where's my next stop? Oh, yes. Lady found a diamond necklace. If I don't have better luck the rest of this week, I'm going to start asking for a salary. <laughs> Dirty jipper. He'll never get anywhere with that crooked business until he gets sense enough to wear a false mustache or something. Of all the shady. Oh, another one. Hello? Yeah, we found a watch. In the gutter at 14th and Oak. Huh? What do you mean, we... why can't we mind our own business? Why, you big. Hello? Hello? Who is that? Business manager of the Street Cleaners Union. <laughs> just sitting here watching for watch-waters. What you want?
5: I thought maybe you'd like to come over to our house and play with my electric trains.
3: <laughs> no, thanks just the same, <laughs> sis, but I wouldn't deprive your father of that pleasure.
5: <laughs> oh, he isn't playing with it anymore, not since he blew out the fuse.
3: <laughs> oh, I see. So you want me to come over and locate the short circuit?
5: No, I want you to come over and locate Papa. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I can't make it, sis, but i got a hang around here. What else did you get for Christmas, besides the train?
5: Oh, I got a lot of things. So. A pair of skates and a suitcase and a molly dolly and... Hey, oh, hey, hey, wait a minute. What's a molly dolly? The kind that says Heavenly Day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, what else did you wangle out of Kringle?
5: Well, I got a new game, Dad Raddatz. Uh-huh,
3: uh, uh Now watch your language there, sir. This is a family program. What game you talking about?
5: Dad Rabbit, I told you. Now,
3: just a minute, you don't seem to know what I'm driving at.
5: What are you driving?
3: I'm not driving anything.
5: But you just said... No, sir. But I heard you distinctly say...
3: But I didn't. Look, little girl, how about going back to the beginning, huh?
5: All righty. Ready? Okay. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hello. No, no. <laughs>
3: all I want to do is find out the name of the game, Dad Raddiff.
5: That's it. What's it? Hey, mister, I've been trying to tell you all along the name of the game is Dad Raddiff.
3: Oh, come now,
5: sis. There's no such game as that. There is, too, I betcha. Oh, no, there's not, I betcha. Oh, yes, there is, I betcha. Oh, well, how do you play it? Well, everybody gets a card with a lot of numbers on it. Yeah? And then a man starts calling out these numbers, and everybody puts beans on his numbers, and pretty soon one of the players says, Bingo! And then everybody else yells, Dad, Raddus! <laughs>
0: The King's Men sing the winter song.
4: Oh, a song by the fire, pass the pipes, pass the bowl. Oh, a song by the fire, with a skull, with a skull. Oh, a song by the fire, pass the pipes, pipe, with the, oh, a the, fire, the pipe, with a skull. Or oh, the wolf wind is wailing at the doorway Along the road, and the ice domes are marching from their doorways, and the great white coal walks abroad. Zoom, 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 zoom. zoom. But here by the fire, we defy frost and storm. Aha, we are one, and we have a heart's desire. For here we're good fellows, and the beechwood and the bellows, and the cup is at the lip in the pledge of fellowship. Here by the fire we defy from the door Aha, we are one and we have a heart desire For here we're good fellows And the bees and the us And the cows still have to live In the place. Here we defy from and storm. Aha! We are one, and we have a heart's desire. For here we're good fellows, and the beechwood, and the bellows, and the cup is at the lip in the pledge of fellowship. Oh, here by the fire we defy frost and storm. Aha! We are one, and we have a heart's desire. For here we're good fellows, and the beechwood, and the bellows, and the cup is at the lip.
3: The watch for quite a while, Molly. Looks like it's mine, all right. Not for thirty days, dearie. Huh? After all, you here, here. Stop tapping on that crystal. Oh, this don't hurt. It. It's an unbreakable crystal. So, you... I'd have swore that was an unbreakable crystal. <laughs> when did you become an expert on watch crystals? So Took of course in the chemical structure of glass once. You see, the thing that makes a crystal breakable or unbreakable is the microscopic arrangement of the little molecules. What? <laughs> You mean molecules? I do not. A molecule is an old fashioned handbag.
2: <laughs>
3: That's a reticule. Go on, a reticule is when you make fun of somebody. <laughs> now you're thinking of ridicule. I am? Then what's a the mollycoddle? A sissy. Well, and I was right the first time. This crystal is a scissor and never would have broke. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Hello oh, there, McGee. Oh, hi, Gilly. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What's
1: this I hear about you finding a valuable watch?
3: Yes, we found it at 14th and Oak Streets this morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Been advertising for the owner. Show it to him, dearie. See, Gilly?
1: Yeah. Crystal's broken.
3: <laughs> McGee just did that. He discovered that the molecules are mollycoddles.
1: He did, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll bet that'd be very funny if I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> Look, McGee. You bent one of the hands when you broke the crystal. I did. Which one?
3: The second hand. Second hand from the right or from the left?
1: Just the second hand, you dumbbell. That little tiny hand.
3: Oh, there.
1: Here. Let
3: me straighten it for you, McGee. I've got a steadier hand than you have. Oh, yeah? Your hand shakes like a grass skirt at a stag party. (laughs) I'll do this myself. Lend me the loan for your boy scout knife. Okay. I always was a wizard fixing watches. McGee is part Swiss, Mr. Giversleeve. Yes? Yes. When he was a little tiny baby, they always used him to base traps with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quit your
2: kidding.
3: Can't <laughs> you see I'm doing a delicate job here?
2: I'll
3: see. If I take out this little screw on the side. Wait a minute, McGee.
1: Huh? Now, this is no place to do a job like that. Take it out of the dining room table so you can keep track
3: of the parts. Oh, that's a good idea. Look, boys, if you're so afraid of losing part of the work, why don't you go sit in the bathtub and take it apart?
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness, what
3: a silly idea. <laughs> it is not a silly idea. It is, too. It is not. Quit arguing with my wife, Yudas please. <laughs> if she says to go sit in the bathtub, that's where we'll go sit. Well. Uh-oh, excuse me. <laughs> 79 Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Yes. Yeah. Well, can you describe the watch? Yes. Yeah. No. No, no, that's a very... No, no, that's not a very good description. I'm sorry.
1: Didn't they describe it accurately, Mrs.
3: Wee? No, they never said a thing about the crystal being broken or the second-hand bent. <laughs> Just another faker, I guess. Well, come on, Gillespie. Let's get in the bathroom. All right, McGee.
1: Oh, boy, this ought to be fun, eh?
3: <laughs> Better take off your shoes, boys. I don't want that tub all scratched up. Okay. Okay. That's all. After you, McGee. Oh, you first, Gildy. And you sat in the front end, will you? It makes me dizzy to ride backwards.
2: <laughs> oh.
3: Pick up the whole tub.
1: Why don't you get a bigger tub? There.
3: Now make sure the drain pipe is stopped, will you, Molly? Too bad Mr. Wilcox isn't here to put the plug in. Here's the watch and the jackknife and two hairpins. Now go to it. Uh,
1: yeah, comfy, pal. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I uh, I hope to goodness this isn't a violation of the Wagner Act. What you mean, Gail? Oh, you know, laying off the hands and closing down the works without notice. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: you get it, folks? I
3: it said. Ain't funny, McGee. I didn't say it. Well, you would have if you'd have thought of it first. Sit <laughs> still now, Gildy. Now, let's see. I take this thing here and take it this... Whoop! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: What's that,
3: McGee? Search me. All I done was to pry up a little on the face of it. Oh. Like this. I just... Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That lovely, beautiful watch.
1: My goodness. I haven't seen so many wheels since the mill made the covered wagon. <laughs> But gee, let's play wagon
3: train, huh? <laughs> Isn't this fun, though? Say, oh. hey, wait a minute, boy. I think the hot water faucet is leaking a little. what you say, Molly? I said, I think the hot water faucet is leaking. Oh, that. Well, shut it tight, Molly. We don't want any water to get on these delicate parts. Oh! Oh, I'm sorry, boy. Mm. I'm really sorry. I must have turned it the wrong way. That's okay, Molly. Nobody got wet but Gildersleeve. <laughs> don't mind me. I never saw a watch get its face washed before. Quit <laughs> giggling, Gildersleeve. Huh? And get your foot out of my pocket. Oh. Now, let's see if I am screwed this little... Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I'm certainly glad this isn't my watch, Mickey. <laughs> you know what we've been doing wrong, Gildersleeve? What? Mr. We've been starting on the wrong side. Yeah? We should have took the back off first. The back. Oh, goody. Let's try it, McGee. Huh? I love to see the springs jump out. <laughs> well, here, Molly, you hold the back cover, will you? Certainly, dearie. You want me to get in there with you? Well, <laughs> might be a little crowded, Mr. McGee. As it is, I
1: keep banging my head against the soap dish.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, that's okay, Rocky. On you, that ivory looks very good. <laughs> Heavenly Day. Oh, yeah. McGee. Huh? Mr. Gildersleeve. What's the matter now? Look, there's an inscription inside the back here.
1: What? There is? <laughs> Imagine that, McGee. What's the poor sap's
2: name?
3: <laughs> Listen, the inscription says, Happy New Year from the boys at the factory to our beloved boss, Rock Martin T. Gilders. Oh, <laughs>
0: It, not a return. I'd like to suggest one more resolution for you during 1941, and here it is. To save work, to save your linoleum floors, resolve now to do away with floor scrubbing. Resolve now to protect your floors the easy, modern way with Johnson self-pollaging Coat. Continuous scrubbing ruins linoleum. Coat protects it, makes it last longer, keeps its colors bright and fresh. And in a bargain, Coat takes practically no work at all. It needs no rubbing or buffing. Just apply and let dry. And in 20 minutes, your floor is sparkling with beauty and is easy to keep spotless. If you haven't been using Glowcoat in 1940, try it in 1941. And once again, may I wish you, on behalf of the makers of Johnson's Wax and Glowcoat, a happy, useful, and prosperous 1941.
3: Molly, next time me and Gildersleeve get in the bathtub to fix a wash, remind me to have that leaky faucet fixed. <laughs> That's a good idea. Three drips in one tub is too many. <laughs> oh, well, have a good time tonight, everybody, but drive carefully. Good night. A happy new year to you, and good night, all.
0: This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Many of you are going out in your car tonight. Before you take the wheel, take a good look at the finish and ask yourself, why haven't you given your car a beauty treatment with Car new. Johnson's sensational new auto polish. Car new, you know, actually cleans and wax polishes in one operation in half the time it used to take. Car New will make your car sparkle, will make the finish easier to keep clean. In fact, you'll agree with others who say your car looks like new when you use Car New. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
4: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
5: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.